You're listening to Diplomatic Dispatch, brought to you by Idea Farm Malaysia. Get updates on our upcoming episodes and programs via our website at www.ideafar.gov.my or follow us on our social media at Ideafar Malaysia. There has been a drop of terror activities in Southeast Asia last year as a result of the government-imposed lockdown due to COVID-19 pandemic. Despite this, analysts express concern as the threats have moved online. One of the two main approaches in the global war on terror, GWT, include soft approach by utilizing counter-narrative methods against the radical ideologies. To get an overview on the role of soft approach in the area of counter-terrorism, we speak to the Director General of the Southeast Asia Regional Center for Counterterrorism within Ministry of Foreign Affairs Malaysia, Ambassador Ganesan Sivagurunathan. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Thank you very much for having me at this podcast here today and uh, also giving us the opportunity to share what we do at CSAT. We are pleased to have you with us, sir. My first question is, the role of soft approach in combating terrorism is a recent concept. Two terms stand out, soft diplomacy and counterterrorism. Could you please share with us what is meant by soft diplomacy and its importance in counterterrorism? Well, thank you for the question. I think it's a very pertinent question that you have asked. The soft approach is basically approaches that try to mitigate the reasons why some people might turn to violent extremism. Sometimes, people refer to counter-terrorism, which is usually referred to the hard approach. And sometimes, we hear about preventing and countering violent extremism or PCVE, which is more related to the soft diplomacy. In the hard approach, you have the law enforcement and legal measures working directly, intervening and stopping terrorist groups from carrying out their operations. But also, we need to have the soft approach, which targets the reasons why people might be interested in violent extremism. Uh-huh. You, you know how the saying goes, prevention is better than cure. This is what the soft approach aims at doing, to prevent people from supporting terrorist groups and joining them. There are many ways that can be done from ensuring the communities take care of the vulnerable individuals to increasing people's awareness of the risk that they face while being online to distributing messages that show the true nature of the terrorist and violent extremist groups. That is great. Would you mind sharing with us on how soft approach is applied in Malaysia? Well, usually there are many ways of doing it. In Malaysia, the soft approach is being applied in a variety of ways. One of these is the dissemination of messages to raise awareness about the dangers of the terrorist groups and the hypocrisy of their claims. Some of these groups try to give the idea that the people who join in their organizations are doing their part in building a better tomorrow. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. Most of those that end up joining the groups find out later, after joining, that they are murderers, criminals, who are actually more interested in their own gain rather than helping others. This fact is not shown 
in their messaging and those who are not aware might be influenced by the messages. Therefore, by getting the counter messaging across early, we are making sure that when people come across the messages of the terrorists and violent extremists, they would not be easily persuaded. So what we are actually doing is we are building what can be described as mental firewalls that can help people to decide themselves what is sensible and what is propaganda. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are other ways in which way the soft approach works, including capacity building of our partners that can help to address the reasons why some people are joining or supporting the violent extremists or working to ensure the young people have clear alternatives to make a difference when it comes to things that might frustrate them, like the plight of those affected by conflict rather than joining terrorist groups. What would you say on the soft approach challenges that is happening in Malaysia at this moment? I must say there are many challenges actually, but none of them are insurmountable. One of the main challenges, in my opinion, is getting the various stakeholders to work together. This is not a problem of one agency or even one segment of society, but it is something that we all have to work together on. So whether it's young people, civil society or government, women's groups, or the private sector, we all have a role to play. The problem is, we often have a different way of going about it, and we may not always get along well. And to me, that is what human nature is. Mm -hmm. Despite of that, I think we all have to find a common ground on how to work with each other. Because we all face the common threat of terrorism and violent extremism. Nothing good will come if they get their destructive and uncivilized ways to our shores. As I mentioned earlier, we all have to work together. The United Nations calls it the multi-stakeholder approach, or we refer to it as the whole of society approach. We all have our parts to play, and we all have something that we can bring to the table. Only by working together, we can start making our future safe, secure, and prosperous. All right. As the center that spearheads the counter-terrorism efforts, particularly in producing counter-narrative products, what is your view on its effectiveness in countering terrorism in Malaysia? What do you have to say on this? Well, again, let, let's be clear here. Counter-terrorism definitely has its place in addressing the problem of terrorism. But when we are talking about counter-narratives, we are referring to preventing and countering violent extremism. We must be clear on this. Countering terrorism is ensuring terrorism operations are disrupted and the capacity of terrorist groups are degraded, diminished or even demolished. Preventing and countering violent extremism is done to take away the reasons why people support or join terrorist groups. For counter-narratives to be effective, they have to be authentic, 
and will resonate well with their target audience. Mm-hmm. Which is why it is crucial for government agencies like us to start working with partners from other segments of society, especially those can serve as credible voices in speaking out against terrorism and violent extremism. For instance, those that are part of the community or close to or even looked up to by the target audience, such as civil society, youth groups or social media influencers can be effective and credible messengers. Only when there is trust among those messaging and those receiving the messages, counter and alternative narrative product can be impactful. And finally, before we go, Ambassador, could you share your view on the way forward for agencies in Malaysia in continuing or increasing its efforts? Also, perhaps your view on the future of the soft approach in this area? Well, in my view, actually, I think that the best way forward is for agencies in Malaysia to look at what roles they can play in preventing and countering violent extremism. I would just like to inform all of you that Malaysia is currently in the final stages of developing the National Action Plan in preventing violent extremism, something that the international community has been calling out as a framework to help coordinate such efforts. The NAP would actually provide us with ideas and the best way forward for agencies and other stakeholders to work together. I believe this would provide us with ideas and the best way forward for agencies and other stakeholders to work together and build trust among each other, especially in addressing the drivers of violent extremism so that we can all play a meaningful and substantive part in preventing and countering violent extremism. Ambassador, I would like to thank you for your time and thoughts in elucidating on the issue discussed. Well, once again, I would like to thank IDFR for having me for the podcast here today. And, and as you can see, there's a lot more work to be done on this area. Like I mentioned earlier, that every agency has to do its part. In that light, Siasat is doing our our role, uh, playing our role. And uh, we hope that with the support of all the other agencies that are working together with us, we're able to create a better environment for Malaysia. Tune in for more episodes of the IDFR podcast, Diplomatic Dispatch. Thank you for listening.